We're, <laughs> we're on the road to the worst WrestleMania oh my God. of all time. Of all time. And this this is this is a good precursor to it. Yes, sir. It is March twentieth, nineteen ninety three. March twentieth, nineteen ninety three. Welcome to Saturday morning right i'm dom i'm fam and we're channeling our midlife crisis watching early 90s syndicated professional wrestling none of that <sighs> national broadcast stuff none of that no. monday nights shit yeah i don't want any of that crap yeah we wanted an hour it. we wanted cheesy we want it formulaic and, and we love it that way that's right and we start the show not with a cold open not with the intro but with Jim Johnston's I Am A Real American Hulk Hogan music. Let me ask you a question. Are are you a real American? I'm a real American. I'm not a real Hulk Hogan fan. <laughs> I don't know if I'm a real American after watching this. First of all, I just want to say, down in the bottom right corner of the mm. screen, during this whole montage that they're giving us of the mega maniacs under, or with the underscore of I Am A Real American, yes. it says in... True cock fashion, I should say. Skip intro. Yes. <laughs> You're counting this as the intro. We've gotten rid of the main opening with all the wrestlers. We don't care about them. We don't give a fuck about them anymore. No. It's all about Hulk Hogan, Brutus Beefcake, and Jimmy Hart. Yes. What <laughs> we're given too. is a montage of the events since Hulk Hogan's return mm -hmm. in no order. Nope. They didn't start at the beginning where Brutus is there and then he's beaten and then he, you know, has his nose busted. Then they put the spotted owl thing in and Jimmy Hart turns good. They didn't do mm -hmm. it in any sequential order. It's just clips from all of those events randomly sprinkled in a music video. It's kind of. It's Mega Maniacs Pulp Fiction. <laughs> yeah, it's time shifting. <laughs> yeah, you have to go back from the beginning. John Travolta's alive. Yep. Then he's dead and he's alive again. That's yeah, but they kind of try to cover the whole story in this video, which mm -hmm. they're calling the intro. A whole lot of Hogan. Too much Hogan. Here's my theory. Okay. Ticket sales are bad for WrestleMania night. Certainly. So Britt Yoko might not be getting it done. So they, they're going to start the final push. I guess it's, it's really two weeks, but three shows with just Hogan, Hogan, Hogan. Yeah. I was surprised. All my friends were surprised. I remember watching this with my high school buddies. Our senior year, winding down, almost prom time. And we watched WrestleMania 9, and it was an absolute shock that Hogan leads the champion. Mm -hmm. And looking at superstars, it shouldn't have been a surprise at all. No, no. It has been Hogan since he got here. Yeah. It has been the Hogan show. We're like, well, how could he possibly win? Yeah. He's not even in the match. <laughs> He's got his own title match. Maybe he'll be tag team champion. He'll be a champion, but he'll be tag team champion. Well, that's what you would figure, considering yeah. the match setup. Yeah. You know, we're watching WrestleMania 9, spoiler alert for something that happened 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. He doesn't win the tag team championship. No. I'm like, well, that's weird. Why? You think they would have made Hogan a champion? Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Hours <laughs> later. Swerve, swerve, bro. Yeah, yeah, what a weird way to. It uh, is. It's. But yeah, it, it totally makes sense just, uh, you know, because it has been nonstop just throwing Hogan down our throats. I actually noticed that, you know, just to peek a little bit further into this episode, but they don't mention Brett. They don't even mention his name until the WrestleMania report. Yeah, towards Gene the, does yeah, towards the end in. of the towards mm -hmm. the end of it. We then get our three commentators for just a little bit, and then it goes right into a match with Money Inc., who is Hulk Hogan and Brutus, you know, foes for 
WrestleMania 9. So, of course, during that entire match, they're going to be talking about Hogan, too. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get the, the flow. They've done that a couple mm-hmm. times where they've had, like, the open flow into the match or start with the match. Yeah. And flow into something related, which I think is kind of cool. When you only have an hour, yeah, it's good, efficient use of time. But, yeah, you're right. It's it's, it's just overkill. seen it come. It's, it's overkill. It's, yeah, it's a whole lot of Hogan, not much of a champion. Are we still in the same place? So, yeah, it's the same exact place. This actually took place on February 15th, 1993. So wow. this is a whole Six weeks. month and five, five days yeah. well, February before yeah. it actually aired. we got to yes. be getting out of here, but we don't have that much time before WrestleMania. You know yeah. what that's going to mean? We're going to go somewhere new. They're mm-hmm. going to tape four episodes. So after WrestleMania, we're still going to be watching the past. Yeah, because they had to have one at the beginning of March, somewhere in there, at least a March show. I'm guessing maybe next week will be from a new venue. Then it'll be WrestleMania. And then the three episodes after that will actually be recorded before WrestleMania. But we'll be talking about events that happen after. It's going to be voiceover the show for two more weeks after WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. I see it coming. We've got Alan Reed. We got mm-hmm. Robert Thompson. One of them goes to the gym. One of them <laughs> skips arm and leg and body day. You are absolutely correct on this. I'm going to give you a ding, ding, ding <laughs> on that one. Because Robert Thompson has mm-hmm. 190 matches. So he's the one on the left, yes. no doubt. <laughs> Mostly in the in APW or all pro wrestling. He is still a trainer there to this day and he's been it's, the all pro wrestling is a top training school since 1991 and was actually featured in the documentary beyond the mat where he works i just thought because most of his lineup has matches and things that and all the pay-per-views for that that he was involved in so i took note of some of the name of their pay-per-views which i thought was quite hilarious <laughs> one of them was called Gym wars <laughs> being held. Guess where? It starts like a high school fight behind the gym. <laughs> Three o'clock. <laughs> Kick your ass. We got Christmas chaos, both spelled with K's. You, you guessed it. K's. K's. <laughs> Backwards K's. <laughs> we have Halloween hell. Okay. <laughs> and my personal favorite, instead of the Royal Rumble, they have the garage rumble dude it's gonna be over at alan's house he's got a three car he's got a three car man we just put the ring in one the audience is in the other two we come out of his laundry room keep the doors open in this it's gonna be awesome madness in the mud room <laughs> meanwhile our friend alan reed over there has three matches mm, all, all of them tonight all of them in 93 yes yeah. all of them on this show for those of you who go back to the original cosby show cosby's oldest daughter was married to the guy who looks like this dude i think i know what you're talking about the dorky dude who had the little kid olivia oh yes oh yeah yeah. olivia's dad's in the ring oh all right he's gonna get his ass kicked (laughs) yes meet mike rotunda yeah because guess who's coming down the the aisle here we've got irs and the million dollar man can you imagine what that household was like the (laughs) household that produced bray wyatt (laughs) that's his dad if you get raised by Mike Rotunda, you become Bray Wyatt. <laughs> it's got to be some real fucked up house. <laughs> oh, my God. We start the match off with Iris on the mic. And I guess uh, the new administration is now in the house. The, the Clinton administration has come to the White House. So he's telling us all that now that there is a new administration in the White House, it's time to pay our fair share. As Vince is saying, most of the people, probably including himself, is paying way more than that. So the IRS just turned the government into a heel. Yeah, well, <laughs> they even used the old term. Lawler says the term for getting taxed was at the time. Contribute. That? You're going to contribute. Ah, ah, you yes. contribute more to the country. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Do not ask what you can do for your country, but how much money you can give your country. <laughs> yes. You don't have to ask. We're just going to take some cash. <laughs> well, yeah. So we got a, a good old-fashioned beatdown. Oh my God, Rotunda goes to town on this guy. (laughs) Just like dropping elbow after elbow after elbow. The poor dude, the tag of his outfit's sticking up like a bad prom date. (laughs) Oh yeah, in the back there. Yeah, no. Rotunda should have turned him around for a second. His partner should tuck it back in for him. A little fix there. Thanks, man. that for you. (laughs) I've looked like an idiot forever. He's wearing like Mr. Perfect's outfit if it was like satiny and shiny. I do see that. Yeah, it's a little bit of a, a perfect type outfit there. 
get a little bit of d- double team and both DiBiase and Horus just elbow the shit out of our guy there. I like the night, like the early eighties, nineties, seventies, because you could just be like a regular looking dude. Mm-hmm. Like today, DiBiase would have to be like shredded. You'd have to have like million oh, yeah. dollar abs. You'd have to look like Finn Balor. Yeah. It's just like DiBiase would have been a red tight. Yeah, in this day and age, he would have been. Yeah. But he's yeah. just a guy. And Rotunda's like, I'm not working out. I'm just gonna wear a shirt. Yeah, yeah. The days of the gimmick. Yeah, here. gotta love it. Gotta love it. Why am I doing squats? I'm just gonna wear pants. Yeah. I summed up the commentary during this match as thus: mm-hmm. Hogan, 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 <laughs> Jimmy Hart, Hogan, 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 Mega Maniacs, Hogan. Brutus? <laughs> yeah. He's really kept lo- low in on this. I haven't seen the Million Dollar Dream in a while. I was glad to see it back. Oh, yeah. I, I was kind of shocked that they actually finished the match with the Million Dollar Dream. Well, when they were more on television, more regularly, they would swap back and forth, like, who got the finish? Yeah. yeah. Did did DiBiase always finish it with the Million Dollar Dream? I didn't think, like, sometimes he did. He would finish it, like, some just other way. Just by pinning the guy? Yeah. Well, not necessarily just by pinning them. Like, he would have... Some sort of finishing maneuver, but I don't remember it always being the million dollar dream. I'd have to go back. I don't remember anything but the dream. I don't know if they did it on this because I didn't catch it. But with the million dollar dream, he doesn't like stuff the money in his mouth and IRS takes it out. I love that. (laughs) He collects it back. Yeah. Yeah. I think the booze are B-roll, the people with their thumbs down, because yeah. when they cut away back to the arena, you don't see anybody booing. But what you do see is everybody doing the money sign. Yes. I think they're over. Yeah, (laughs) that's what I said. I was like, the crowd want that money, man. How about today, man? The million dollar man and and IRS. There'd be like people shooting at the the money guns. (laughs) Money coming out from the the stage as they come out. Yeah. (laughs) Except it's in reverse. It could be a vacuum cleaner sucking the money up. (laughs) One shooting it out for the million dollar man and one sucking it up for IRS. (laughs) IRS would have a vacuum. That would be Awesome. We're on the green screen with what the frig is the Macho Man wearing? He's like a Crayola crayon. Yeah, he is the banana watermelon bubble yum outfit. <laughs> That's an awesome description. <laughs> Very accurate. Yes. I'm assuming that it makes way too much noise when he moves, too. <laughs> Wouldn't it? How do you record in that thing? <laughs> Vince is next to him going, damn it, Macho, shut up. He's basically wearing a balloon <laughs> with tassels everywhere, a yeah. beard. Like, this is a nightmare of ADR. Like, yeah. You can barely see his face anymore because he's got the hat so low. No. The, you can barely see the glasses, and now he's got that big beard going on. He's got, he's, like, cheeks and a nose. Yeah, <laughs> he's got no face anymore. Oh, man. Crazy, crazy stuff. They're announcing and tells us that Jim Duggan has, in fact... Decided to return to the WWF. So that's, that's, but that's basically how that went down. So after all, all of those stupid little interviews that we had to do, you expected some kind of like big reveal for him to come back. And that's it. Vince just tells everybody. Unless they're going to squash him again. Yeah. And maybe Hogan or Hearts has to come in and save him for a confrontation. Because, like, he's back. You wanted him back, so he's doing it. You you have reinvigorated his to live. But why? Yeah, we get nothing there. We're three shows two weeks from WrestleMania. Yeah. He's not on the card for that. You're not going to have Yoko lose going into that show. He's got to be a threat. Yeah. Maybe that's going to be, like, the summer, like, after WrestleMania. Unless they're going to do it after WrestleMania and squash him then. Because we're going to have a big five. We're going to have King of the Ring. Yeah, and King of the Ring is the last hurrah for Hogan. That's right. So he's going to lose to Yoko there and then okay. vanish in the thin air. He's doing Thunder in Paradise, which leads him into TBS land. Gotcha. And he starts testifying against Vince during steroid trials. <laughs> so, yep. Yep. We're dumb. Yeah. Wonderful. Then comes Slick. Slick comes on down the ring with his, his guy, Kamala. In tow, Slick comes down very reserved. Like he's not. Well, he's a reverend. It's well, but the, I reverend. but I feel like when he was first in as the reverend, mm-hmm. he was like very hype. Like yes. he was gonna get everybody to see the light. He's you know I, you know he was he was a good guy. We got that. We tr- we finally figured it out. And but it was all like up here, like high end, like hyping up, hyping up. Gonna see the light. I'm gonna you know I'm I'm a new man. All this kind of stuff. He comes down like he's like. The Reverend, like Jesse Jackson, 
here. <laughs> just just, uh, you know, just kind of very stoic, just kind of mm-hmm. coming down, you know, not, not hyping anything with Kamala following down. I thought that was, that was interesting. A fake B-roll of people shouting, you are a man. You are a man. Yes. I didn't like, how long ago was that? That that whole promo was where he was saying, you are a man. Well, probably for these people. Yeah. Two hours ago. Uh, <laughs> for true. us, yeah. six weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> six weeks. Yeah. That's yeah, true. I, because I was, I was trying like, yeah, they're saying you are a man. And then they show a picture in picture a little bit later during this, where he's doing the, you know, you are a man trying to get him to say you are a man. But like, we haven't heard it since then. So I was just trying to figure out, like, did that, like, just automatically become a thing? Like, everybody start chanting, you are a man. Yeah, I think it's just for the camera, because a really tight shot of about five guys that the producer's like, all right, here's where you know, frame yeah. you up. Go, you are a man. Is he fighting Iron Mike Sharp's twin? He does kind of look like him. We've got Jim Gorman here. Jim has 17 matches, both in WCW and WWF. He actually does have one win. Whoa. On that list in WCW from 1990, a 1991 WCW live event against a guy named Matt Moon. Oh, so not, not Nazi Moon Man. No, not Nazi Moon Man. <laughs> oh. Oh, nine was not Nazi Moon Man. Unfortunately. Max Moon in WC. We do have Max Moon in WCW. Yeah, he's just not Max Moon anymore. But yeah, I'm assuming this was like a one of these maybe dark matches before a live event, red tight against red tight or something like that. And he won that one. Kamala comes in the ring, immediately like stuffs the red tight in the corner. And the red tight looks like really terrified. He's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we didn't go over this part. Oh, yeah. It's a shame we have all the filler with Slick because Kamala is beating this guy, choking this guy. You don't have Slick kind of telling him not to do illegal things. No. You'd think you would. Like, don't choke him. That's not, we don't do that. No, but- the only time that Slick really gets involved is at the end with the whole rolling the guy on his back instead of his stomach the rest of the time he just uh, you know hangs out there getting kamala the talk in this picture in picture <laughs> looks like a scene from the miracle worker trying to get helen keller to like say the word water they water <laughs> yeah. it reminded me of yeah he got he got out something that kind of sounded like man and that was it we have a false finish kamala tried to pin the guy on his tummy again and you think it's over but no, then he just goes back to beating him. <laughs> yeah, he does go back to beating him in there. It was it was quite interesting because, yeah, it looked like maybe he thought the match was over, but he's like, now nope, we got a ref is probably like, you got, a, you got a, another minute. <laughs> yeah, two more, then you go home. Yeah. The throat thing actually looks like it could do some damage where he punches him in the throat. Yeah. And then we have the roll him over. This time the crowd does not really help. With the rollover. You don't have no. any cutaways. The crowd is like, we've seen this match three times. If you don't know by now to roll over the guy, I don't yeah. know how to help you. Like, yeah. They're they're not doing it. We're done. We threw in a curveball this time because after he rolls him over, he holds on to the rope. Yes. To, you know, and the ref's like, nope, can't hold on to the rope and still pin him. So and Kamal's like, what's with these rules? Like, <laughs> Why are there rules? Why are there rules? <laughs> uh, I like how he just he still he pins him indefinitely. He's, yeah. He has no idea that the count is important in any way. Slick is there, like, you know, he's right next to the rope. He's just like, got to get that off. Got to get that off. Can't do that. Quick little roll-up pin. He's doing like a half figure four while he's holding the guy. <laughs> yeah, there. the figure uh, two. Yeah. Vince's next victims in the crowd where they show a mother and a daughter and Vince just goes, oh. What a mother and a daughter. Oh, boy. <laughs> and Savage is like his wingman. He's like, something for everyone. I'm like, oh, no. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's just like, go, go give her my phone number. Which one? <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> yes. Oh, uh, boy. But we do get the magistrator, and uh, it's another lovely picture by the king there putting Slick in a pot for Kamala because he's a cannibal. <laughs> and Vince is okay with that. He doesn't say it's slick. He says it's Bam Bam in there instead. They should get him and the head you know. together. And they should just eat their opponents. That should be the whole <laughs> entire match. Yeah. Kamala goes and sees himself pin the dude on the Titan Tron. Yes. And I think they really missed an opportunity for Kamala to freak the fuck out. Like, <laughs> what am I doing yeah. over there? Well, I'm trapped in a box. <laughs> I thought he was going to actually attack the screen at one point. It stole my soul. <laughs> like, why would he know why that's happening? 
He starts running towards it and Slick has to stop. It should be like when a dog sees his reflection. He's like, <laughs> he should be completely freaked out. We get a little bit of always be closing here. Always be closing. Spotlight Magazine mm. is up next with a wonderful picture of perfect shadowed by naked David. Yes. Back. They, they blurred uh, out David in red. Yes. He's and got, they took he's, a, he, I don't think he has his junk. Well, he's, he's shadowed, so his junk is in shadow. All right. It's a very small shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Perfect's always in these tight things. We're like, dude, come on. Yeah. Give me some underwear. <laughs> Perfect is always like showing off peen. Yes. Well, with the Spotlight magazine, you got not one, but two giant posters of Mr. Perfect oh, to put up on your <laughs> Absolutely not enough. In Mr. Film School... Mr. I'm going to be a director, but didn't have the talent. So I ended up being a cameraman for WWE. <laughs> Goes full, like, tricky composite shot of mm. Ray Rougeau in a mirror. Yes. And they pull out of the mirror. So you weren't really seeing Ray Rougeau. You're seeing no. the collection of Ray. Yeah. And then then the actual Ray. I was like, wow. Yes. This, guy, this guy had storyboards. <laughs> yes. It's like, Fitz, 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 Fitz. Look what I'm going to do. We're going to have the narcissist mirror. And then we're going to have Ray Rougeau talking but you're not going to know that we're actually filming the mirror mm -hmm. and then we're going to pull out but i'm not good enough at the composition to get myself <laughs> out of the fucking shot so i was kind of seeing it the entire time yeah. you totally know it's the mirror it's like why is this guy filming himself yeah. you have nothing to do with this shot god damn it what a hack oh uh, so out comes the narcissist the narcissist yes ready to talk with ray rougeau Yes. Well, Rougeau welcomes Aluminum Luke to the <laughs> yes. interview platform, to which that's where the mirror is. And so immediately Luger, of course, does pulls out his gimmick. Yeah, he looks like he's wearing Superman's ship from the yeah. <laughs> Superman. And I guess it's yeah. important that he doesn't burn up on re-entry, so he's got to be reflective. Of course. Yeah, that's true. That's and true. he's got purple, so the Beverly Brothers are like, what the fuck? We're the reflective purple magic men cape people. Yeah. The tassels are a little bit weird on his outfit. It's almost like he's got like his regular tights on and then the tassels are in the shape of like a thong. Yes. On the outside. <laughs> yeah. With the silver. It's a little, it's a little mud. Yeah. He's like space age Tarzan. He also yeah. does this thing where he raises up the cape, which is cut into two V's on his sleeve and one V on his back. So he looks like goddamn Batman. <laughs> <laughs> but not the cool one, the Joe no. Schumacher one from movie four. Rougeau is asking him a bunch of questions to which he is completely ignoring because he's got to look at himself and flex in the mirror. Yes. The only thing that stops him is when Rougeau says that Mr. Perfect's basically going to kick his ass at WrestleMania, to which Luger has problems with that. And then he starts, you know, talking down Perfect, and then we get the Razor Ramon shot of Perfect on the Tron, saying that he cannot wait until WrestleMania to see him. And he comes out from behind the Tron. Yes. So it was like, whoa, I see your big head, and then I see all of you. I don't think Perfect was live. I was going to ask you that. I was like, do you think he was live there at first or was that a early no, taped? I, I wasn't think it, sure. I think that was taped and he walked out afterwards. Okay. Because they're not really bantering back and forth. He's got his pre-thing. Sounds like Luger's trying to set up the recording. Yeah. And then Perfect rolls out. I don't know why. Because I thought the Tron had live capabilities, but it doesn't look like it. It's just something about it. Also, I think his hair's wet and the Tron is not. As, and it's not when he, when he comes out. When he comes out, it's like. Yeah, no, it's dry. It's yeah. it's weird. And uh, yeah, there we get Mr. Perfect with, ah, man, perfect. Put put something on under the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> Leave something to be desired. To yeah, like, <laughs> oh, you see, I, I'm carrying a towel and uh, I, I needed something to point at Luger with. I expected there to be some kind of cool confrontation here, you know, like we have seen before on the, on the platform there, but we don't get anything. We get a little bit of banter back and forth between the two of them. And then Perfect does a little bit of a mirror, mirror skit mm. on here. Who is the most perfect of them all? And he's got his towel up there, which says Mr. Perfect on it. So that is to show that the mirror apparently is talking back to him. And then he just walks away yeah. and that's it. And they show Luger kind of rattled by that, but I'm just like, there should have been like, a like these guys have never touched each other. It's all been back and forth. He said, she said, crap. 
Yeah. And there's nothing. No that kind was of kind physical. of the thing. I mean, there was very rarely. Yeah. Did they have the heel beats the baby face down and then the baby face matches all about like revenge? Yeah. It was more like, don't let them touch. Let them pay for the fight. Don't, mm-hmm. don't give them the fight until they, they pay their money for the pay-per-view. We're going to keep them away from each other until then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, today, like, motherfucker would have gone right through the mirror. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's what I was expecting. Something to happen with that mirror. Yeah, it's like a wedding cake in a romantic comedy. That's yeah. Like, someone's gone through the cake. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, nowadays, you're not bringing in a mirror onto the ring no. unless someone's going through it. Yeah, but it was nothing. So there was this was kind of nonsensical. The only thing I can think of is why they did it this way is because Luger can't cut a promo. So he needed perfect to kind of work off of because he couldn't do like just an interview with Ray Rougeau and it have it come off with any sort of meaning. The funny so, thing about having, you know, remembering Luger as not being a very good promo. Mm-hmm. I remember Luger not being like Mr. Technical. You're not going to get a five-star match out of this guy. Yeah. Whenever you see him do either... You're like, oh, well, that wasn't as bad as yeah. I remember. It's like, you remember it so much worse than when yeah. you actually talk. You're like, wow, you actually got together a whole sentence. That wasn't bad. Yeah, he's not He's not too bad on here when he's talking back and forth with Perfect, but it does seem very rehearsed. I am updating my hall pass with my wife because way to go be Brian Blair. I, I'm putting 893 Mike McGurk. Oh, wow. On the hall pass list. In the purple outfit? Oh, <laughs> yes. With the side with ponytail. The, with the side pony? Yes. yes. Yeah, she's showing it off tonight. I think I'm approximately her age now. <laughs> you never knew what Mike McGurk was because she always looked the same age to age. <laughs> she did. She was like always like 43. Yeah. Probably when she was 19 and 63. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. I'm going to look up how old Mike McGurk is, and you tell me who this motherfucker is. All right. So we're, we've got, in our next match, it is Shawn Michaels coming down the rink, and he's going to be facing off with Joey Mags, who we have seen before, but I got a little bit more on him this time. He has 68 matches, so he's a bit of a wrestler out there. Mm-hmm. Two pay-per-view in the NJPW, the NWA, Smoky Mountain Wrestling, WCW, and WWF, of course, under the ring names, Joey Mags, Joey Mag Hotshot, and Creature number one. Oh, <laughs> nice. He's the sea creature. He's the sea monster. Nice. Ah, my creature from the sea. <laughs> oh, Big Bartholomew, you need to read the fine print in your contract because it's not me that you're going to be facing. Oh, no. You're going to be facing my creature. From the sea! <laughs> yeah, he he apparently died in 2006. Mm-hmm. I didn't read too far into it, but he, yeah, he started to gain a little bit of credibility. It actually has some of his wins in WCW where he won against VK Wall Street and Disco Inferno. He also had a win in Smoky Mountain Wrestling in a tag team match against the king of all red tights, Barry Horowitz. Oh, who's the best wrestler alive? And why am I? Well, I'm a friend of the show. Yes. Friend of the <laughs> show, Barry Horowitz. Friend of the show. Me and Barry, we go way back now. You do. You go back months. <laughs> back, to, back to July. Big, huge, happy birthday for my new best friend and best fan, fan, Arnold. Yeah. That's great. I like McGurk, 35 years old right here. 35 there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So she's All right. probably 65 or Oh, now. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm putting, I'm hitting pause right now. There it is. All right. Oh, that's not great. She looks like she's like hungover in that picture. Okay. Go seven minutes, 42 seconds in. You get a good Mike McCurk. All right. All right. Well, Joey Max is going to face Shawn Michaels over here with his blue belt. One kid. Always be closing. Always be closing. Holding a lumpy version of uh, Shawn Michaels action figure. He's got the full gold coming on. Mm-hmm. Right now, with the assless chaps, yeah, this is this is becoming more and more of the Shawn Michaels that I when I first got back into this, a la WrestleMania twelve. Still, a little ways to go before that. This outfit like was very familiar to me. We might have like a basement flooding award over here with eighteen minutes ten seconds in. Mm-hmm. Check out this one; she's digging Shawn. 
Yes, I did see. She was dancing to his music. Yes, and she's covered in gold, too. Oh, yeah, she's loving him. She's loving him. She might be Shawn Michaels. She might be <laughs> Brett Michaels. Was Poison before Shawn picked his name? Do you think Brett Michaels had something to do with... Oh, I, I would think so. Michael Hickenbottom, just using that. Yeah, well, I know he, like, changed it around, but, yeah, I mean, it... This is a rocker. He was a rocker. Yeah, that's true. So Shawn Michaels would, would make sense, because, I mean, the, the rockers were more like 89. Yeah which was high season for Poison. That would make sense. You know, Brett Michaels, Shawn Michaels, yeah. Maybe. So we get a little bit of a wrestling match, actually, at the beginning of this. Some well, yeah. some, some good banter back and forth between Shawn and Joey Maggs. Who is and this chick? 18 minutes, 51 seconds in that they keep on cutting away to. 18, 51. It's the third it. shot of this lady. Oh, is it the same one from the... Yeah, the red earlier? lipstick. Oh, she's just loving it. So, you know, get her on camera. Get her. We get also little girl with Brett glasses on too. Yeah, that's just weird. Just Brett's so far oh, away from, yeah. from fighting Sean, but there's like that always Sean Brett, like forever yeah. shelf feud. A little bit of foreshadowing and past shadowing there. We got a good back and forth here with Joey Mags and him. I like how they keep coming up with a little bit of a shelving match there. Like mm -hmm. Michaels is like, what the hell are you doing? Like actually wrestling me. <laughs> Joey Mags is like, what? We're having a match. Uh, yeah. Like, no, we don't have a match. We have a squash. He's like, no, yeah. we're having a match. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? He knows what he's doing. Like he gets a good insiguri on Shawn Michaels. He gets a little bit of offense. Yeah. Before that was like a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so this was like a an actual mat, like most, like, yeah, it was still a squash, but you saw some moves out of Joey on this one. Definitely match of the night. Definitely. Oh, yeah. I already, I had that on my list as match and, and red tight of the night. And uh, we also get the uh, the super kick as the finisher. This confused me. So we saw the super kick be the finisher at, what, the last pay-per-view. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Where he didn't do the side suplex. And it looked like he forgot. That, <laughs> yeah, that he, was yeah just, he was about to do it, and then he's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> he just threw him down. He's like, this guy's already dead. <laughs> Super kicks the guy, gets him back up for the side suplex, and just like, never mind, and uh, pushes him. Finger points to do, do him. He finger yeah. points him down. Yeah. Rips his rips his belt out of the uh, ref's hands, and he he's is a heel. On, yes, because he's a heel. <laughs> he's looking at himself at the in the belt. Of course. Yes. Of course. Lots of booze from the audience, of course. Now, usually it was like 10 minutes in, but here we are like at the halfway point with our first event center. Mm-hmm. So we got Mooney. Yeah, Mooney's in there plugging WrestleMania 9. It's only two weeks away. Did you get your plane ticket yet, Dom? I did. I, well, they kept on giving me the number. We're going. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna, we got to get out there in two weeks. We'll be there. Hey, I got my WrestleMania 40 tickets. So. All right. All right. Very good. We get a couple of uh, promos here. Nothing too special. Our first one is uh, Undertaker with Paul Bearer, and it is the typical promo against the giant Gonzalez, where Paul Bearer starts it off, and then Undertaker gives us some words of wisdom and rest in peace and in and out on that one. You know, he's really playing in with, uh, I'm an undead body, mm -hmm. I'm, a, I'm a specter. Um, of zombie to pin him. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to have to shoot him in the head, right? Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else yeah. is going to keep him down. Giant Gonzalez is going to come in with the proton pack. Mm. <laughs> Catches him in the That'd be awesome. They're wrestling for a little while. Wibbleman pulls the proton pack from underneath the ring. Oh, shit. <laughs> this one's going to take a turn. <laughs> Don't cross the streams. <laughs> oh, awesome. Um, doing exorcisms. Whippleman <laughs> pulls out a Ouija board from underneath. Ouija board. They start playing with it. A yeah. Catholic priest shows yeah. us. Get all the yeah. things they can get. Go. He's the got fuck. a cross up there. The Paul of Greece compels you. Yeah. Some guy way deep in the cable on the Ghost Hunter show shows up. <laughs> Superstars goes like that green night vision. Yeah. That's <laughs> yes, paranormal counter. Yeah. Dong. Yeah. A specter. Yes. Looks like a tall, red-headed man. I think he's Irish. <laughs> Maybe. Our second promo is from the Head Shrinkers. This one we just broke down to, I'm going to speak gibberish, but be prepared. It's amazing how easy it was to see, like, when all this is over, mm -hmm. that they kept Rikishi. Because they gave him Sultan shit, and they, gave him, they kept on giving him stuff to do. Because look at Samu during this entire thing, and look at Rikishi doing this entire yeah. thing. And Samu's yeah. just kind of sitting there like a lump. He's basically a nerd. 
Yeah. And the entire promo, Rikishi is mugging and he's grabbing at the camera and he's being terrifying and he's beating his chest. That's mm-hmm. him who's just like making like a funny face, like he's opening his mouth here and there and looking back at the shrunken head. But look yeah. at how much more animated Rikishi is. Yeah, he's he's the one that like he initiates the headbutt. Yeah. And since he's like about the age, probably he's probably younger here than the Usos are now. Sure. But you can kind of tell if you were to give his sons like a gift card for the old country buffet for about a week, yeah. he looks like Jay and Jimmy Uso. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, they're, you could tell, they're, obviously, he's his dad, but it's like, yeah. And Mike Rotunda doesn't necessarily look like Bray Wyatt. Much. No, no, <laughs> not that much. But yeah, you, you can't see the whole Uso thing right in him. Yeah. Back from commercial, it's champion of yesteryear. Bob Backlund running down to the ring, stopped and, by a small whippersnapper on the side of the road. Yeah, <laughs> he stops to talk to a kid. Yeah, he is so white meat baby. Oh my god, this is this is awful, and it's such a tepid response for him. Like they're all like, okay, he's a baby face, but it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not but, a natural nice guy. He's yeah. a phony nice guy. Let me go make my public appearance and shake the hand of this child. Yeah. He's like politician. Yeah, politician nice. Yeah. Nice. He's wearing Santa Claus outfit. He came down yeah. with a towel around his neck and a red puffy jacket. He didn't have his American flag jacket on. No, he looks like Opie mm. Santa Claus. Not even close to Christmas. He does a stretch warm up after he takes off his shit that mm. like waddles like a duck. Yeah, he gets down on his, his, like, does, like, a knee bend type thing around the, the side of the ring before he starts with our red tight here. So weird. Red tight is Larry Ludden, I believe, or Luden, L-U-D-D-E-N. Talking about mullets earlier, this was one that just stuck out. It, like, he's got a poodle on his head. This dude was stuck in a tower. His father <laughs> wouldn't let him out. Yeah. And he had to grow his mullet so a prince could climb up and get him out of there. Yeah, it's pretty bad. He's got 17 matches to his name from the WWF and also the Universal Wrestling Federation. Oh, yeah, he's Universal Champion. He was Universal (laughs) Champion in there. I don't know if he had any wins or anything. I did not see that on his IWDB. But, yeah, 17 matches that we know of on that list. Blacklin is a gentleman and Mm -hmm. a sportsman. Of course. He shakes his hand and then... Has the most boring match of all time. Did you know that Backlund was 43 years old? Yeah, I mentioned it 700 times. <laughs> exactly. During this match. And they're like, why that's a thing. They're treating like he's geriatric. And today, like, what is age? 750 years old at this point? Yeah. Meanwhile, we get a picture picture of Razor Ramon. And after all the 43 talk, Razor calls him college boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, he's, he's, in, he's like a super, super, super senior. <laughs> he's college boy. And he's 43 years old. We're yeah. really pushing that. Like, which way is it here? He's gotten a lot of degrees. Yes. <laughs> he's on collecting them. He and Iron Mike Sharp went to the same school of... <laughs> yes. I wasn't sure that was him at first. Because I was I was trying to look at his... Because you hear it in the background. And you hear like this, ah, ah, oh. And I'm like looking, I'm looking at his mouth. And it doesn't look like he's actually saying anything. But I was like, no, that's got to be Backland Because Larry Ludden's not making those noises. No, he's, every move he makes is some kind of, whoo. Yeah, um, well, it's the old school 1978 formula, you know? That's that's the stuff that made the matches back then because you didn't have like TV mics and all that kind of stuff. It's the slowest drop toe hold I've ever seen. It takes him like four seconds to get down to trip the guy. He didn't want to hurt him. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to do this very gently. I'm a very <laughs> safe worker. You'll be fine in my hands. Watching a monkey flip in the corner actually work because that's yeah. like one of those moves that you never actually get to see. And then the world's weirdest pin. Yeah, he's he's constantly looking for different ways to pin him that, that look more technical, I guess, than they are. So, yeah, he like sits on this guy, hooks his... Lay, hooks his feet around his shoulders. Yeah, like under then, his armpits. Yeah, and then flips him over uh, and pins him like that, which is really, it's really, really strange because it looked like something that the red tight could have easily wiggled out of. Anybody. But <laughs> yeah, but he's just kind of like there unconscious, even though he didn't get hit with any kind of heavy move before that. So, you know, that's, you know what I would like to see? I would like to see Backlund versus Doink 
at some point because both of them are like actual like wrestling wrestlers you know so i wonder what kind of match they those two could put together what i'm concerned about is what kind of match are razor ramon and backland going to have because that's uh, like two com- yeah like two completely different styles razor's obviously gonna like kick his ass uh, <laughs> you know but it, i just feel like they're gonna put some of the backland stuff in there and it's just not going to work. It's going to be so long before we get like evil backland. Like, mm-hmm. So we're going to have to deal with good backland for all like way too long. Yeah. But you can be a member of the WWF fan club. Yes. Macho's up here in green that I can't stare at for more than two seconds. Otherwise I go blind with a big, oh yeah, on his giant seventies lapel pushing the WWF fan club and all the cool stuff that you get as part of the fan club. I think we have new theme music because we went through what you get and you get the same shit. And yeah, it's the same stuff. pictures. But yeah. we get Quaker Shaker. We got that last time. The mm-hmm. Grim Reaper from The Undertaker is, to, mm-hmm. is on the auto cassette. The War Dance from Tataka. I think that's yeah. new. No, that one was there. That Shango was there. Shango Tango? Was sh- the yes, Shango the Shango Tango. Tango was there. Yeah, because we Re- were trying to figure out what that what that meant. <laughs> Repossessor Blues from the Repo Man? I don't know. Maybe. I'd have to go back to the episode. And, Heartbeat and see. is the name of Bret Hart's music. Oh, of course. But Sexy Boy from Shawn Michaels probably couldn't have been on there. No, because if, if it was the old version that we haven't seen for a while, I'm sure he was still singing it. And the tape is updated to say 1993-1994 fan club. Uh-huh. I'm guessing that's the, still the same tape. Okay. <laughs> I think they just changed the dates. We are not recording any more music for you f- Well, after seeing so many matches and mm-hmm. realizing how much of a terrible threat this monster is, <laughs> this freak of nature, yes. this, this he's inhuman. I mean, the yes. muscles and the, and the hair, and uh, he's just some kind of, we've never seen him wrestle. This is giant Gonzalez. We haven't seen shit. (laughs) He's got a ratchet WrestleMania against The Undertaker. They didn't even bother dropping the scrim this time. They have this picture of Caesar's Palace, which they shouldn't have done because it makes giant Gonzalez look smaller because Harvey Whippleman looks tall. Mm -hmm. They got Whippleman and he looks half the size of the building because they have a picture of a building. But Harvey is going to tell us that Undertaker's in big ass trouble. Yeah, which he's he's not. Yeah, he's he's finally met his match apparently, and his match is awful. And then they give Gonzalez some lines where he keeps screaming that the Undertaker. I, I think he meant for it him. He wanted to say that the Undertaker is finished, mm. but he he messed up and said he was from Finland because he kept saying <laughs> you are finished. You're finished. <laughs> You're finished. Like Undertaker's like, how do you know my my heritage? Jack Gonzalez is reading like a, a DNA report. Yeah. You're finished. You're finished. You are finished. Thirteen <laughs> percent finished. Your mother was from France. <laughs> Your father was from Finland. You are finished. The coolest shot of the double towers of Caesar's Palace ending with Yoko and Brett looking at each other. Mm. That's pretty cool promo because we're going to get the WrestleMania report. Yeah. Gene Okerlund brings us the WrestleMania report brought to you by Ica Pro, where you can push beyond your genetic potential. This is why this guy got sued. <laughs> not supposed to push beyond your genetic <laughs> no, potential. Not at all. You're not playing God's domain. We've no. learned this from Splice, every Frankenstein <laughs> flick. Stop it. Deep Blue Sea, you put the brain in the f***ing shark. The sharks think, damn it. Stop playing with genetics. It's yeah. Not, not smart. Well, apparently, yes, as we mentioned before, they're having trouble with ticket sales. So they've decided to bill the WrestleMania 9 as the world's largest toga party. So beer bongs aplenty. Yeah. It's a frat party from the early 1980s, everyone. Come on to, to Las Vegas, Caesar's Palace, and let's see you guys in your togas 
an animal house gear. Phi Delta Gamma presents <laughs> WrestleMania 9 at the Brown House. Yeah. No. And this is the point in the show where we hear Hart's name for the first time the entire right. episode. <laughs> but it's just because they're announcing his match. And we do get a promo between him and, and Yoko. Yoko's up first and Fuji's there with him with the sweatiest head yeah, I have man. ever seen on any manager. I do like bald Fuji better than Buller Fuji. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. He looks like some guy like Evil Sensei here. Uh, yeah. Yokozuma. Of course it's Yokozuma. They can't even say his name right. Yeah. Do you think he, like, he turns to him, it's Zuna. <laughs> That's what I said. Yokozuma. Say whatever you want, Fuji. Yes, it's, it's Yokozuna. That's exactly Yokozuma. <laughs> like, kid, I could kill you. Just let me cut my promo. Exactly. Bret Hart, my favorite version of Bret Hart. This is my favorite jacket. We got mm-hmm. the chipped eagle belt. And yeah. here he is. He's like, yeah, he's- we're going to have a match and Hogan's going to spoil it. Yeah. Hart's pissed, man, because he's like, everybody's Everybody's written me off, man. Everybody thinks I'm going to get my ass kicked in this match. But don't, don't forget, I have tagline. He just goes through the best there is, best there was, best there ever with the excellence of ex- execution. He did them back to back. Yes. So, oh, yeah. He's talking about how the emperor is going to send Yokozuna telegrams. It's 1993. Is people selling telegrams in well, the, the Japanese emperor apparently will. Okay. And they'll send you a passenger pigeon and horse-drawn messenger. <laughs> yes. And the Pony Express will be here. <laughs> then we get, of course, because we, we haven't mentioned him in the past two minutes, Brutus and Hulk get a, another promo. And Hulk is there saying there's, there's no idle chatter in the gym. They're talking about taxes and all that kind of, like, I don't know. He, he went off on a tangent there. And Jimmy passes it off to Jimmy, who's in full falsetto. And, Br- and Brutus is apparently going to cut some people's hair. Bruce is like he's mugging it up to the scissors mm-hmm. and god the spotted owl mask is just so, so bad and it doesn't yeah. even look like it protects any of his face no no well i mean it apparently does because he was hit with a briefcase about seventy-two thousand times last week the, so. a steam steamroller yeah right, uh, steamroller steam yeah so i mean it's it's indestructible dom yeah, it makes his whole body indestructible. Yeah. Brutus is in full Hulk gear. He's got his cross on. He's got the yellow and the in the red. Of course. I, they got to look like a team, man. Do you think they were trying to make the mask look like the Warriors face paint? Possibly. You know what? That that, that makes total sense. It has a lot of the Actually, shape. now that I see it, if they could have the Warrior and Hulk Hogan in that spot, the Vince would be love juicing all over the place <laughs> with with that combo but that was not to be someone decided to let scott steiner speak <laughs> that's all i had down for this promo man was scott has trouble with words <laughs> he, he couldn't say half the things he was trying to say mm-hmm. that was very interesting now i'm making fun of scott steiner but i will never release a podcast that we haven't edited for three or four hours <laughs> yes by the time you're done with them we sound amazing so great we, I think the one that we had to do live, oof, I can't go back and listen to that yeah, one. <laughs> don't. I love the picture that they use for Bam Bam versus Kamala because Kamala looks great. His, mm. his, his eyes are like well, going in two different directions. His right, well, audience right eye is like down and huge. The audience left one's going up and in. It'd be funny if they like kind of split the screen and put those two shots together just to make it look like that. Yeah. <laughs> like he's crazy, ladies and gentlemen. Look, his eyes don't even face the same way. <laughs> Direct from Venice Beach, Hawaii. Yes. <laughs> Off of the boogie board. Oh, this is this is another awful, you know, we're going back to the crush promos of old where we are supposedly on the beaches of of kona as he said <laughs> the mountain behind him says hollywood yeah, right? i think crush came out of the closet in this, in this <laughs> promo because he says something to the effect of the people of kona keep asking him the same question now i think he was supposed to say are right, now that you're okay brother what are you going to do about doing and it sounds like he says, and I went back and listened to about three or four times. It sounds like he says, the people of Kona keep asking me the same question. He says, now that you're gay, brother, what you going to do about doing? And I was like, wait, what did he just say? Like, I'm like sitting there listening to it, just taking my notes. I had to rewind it three times. And that's exactly what it sounded like he said. And he says, <laughs> step one, 
Get my demolition gear back. <laughs> that confused me for a second. He's just like messing with with Doink. He, yeah. Crush pops out of a white van. Like, <laughs> After that, he had, he had a pineapple in his hand for this whole thing. I thought he was going to hollow that sucker out. We were going to go to town. I was like, whoa. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> yes. Crush destroys the pineapple representing the head of Doink. Yes. Which this, was quite impressive, I might say. I don't know if I could crush a pineapple, but. Yeah. yeah it's like, God, that would hurt. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like they're spiny. They're they're pointy. Like ouch. He's like ah, <laughs> pouring out of his hands. It's on TV next week with mittens wrestling with giant taped up mittens. Would you do pineapple? Film <laughs> right. school cameraman in full effect yet again. The Tron has the word superstars. Yes. Upside down. But it looks right side up. Yes. Because film school camera guy <laughs> has the camera upside down. Doink is coming in from the side. He's upside down. But no, what? Whoa. <laughs> camera turns. And it was actually the Tron that was upside down. Yes. It's right side up. The camera's tw twisted around. And as he twists it around, we get the, the Doink in the back instead of the superstars, which was, you know. Swerve. It's like, who, who hired Francis Ford Coppola to produce this episode? Like, no. oh, we got Dutch angles. We're going to have camera tricks. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Well, we do get Doink, and he is going to face Larry Sampson. Sampson, not too much to him. He had six matches televised, I'm guessing, all in the WWF between the years of 1991 and 1996. Okay. So just a little bit there. I remember on. a Sampson before, but Sampson sounds like a wrestling name. Like, yeah. Sounds like yeah. everybody would be Samson something. Um, this was all a lot of banter between Vince and, and Lawler just arguing over Dwink's gimmick for the main part. Like, what type of clown is an evil clown? And it was like, have you ever seen the Joker? You know? <laughs> yeah, like every, every clown. Have you ever seen it? <laughs> that thing from Spawn? You ever seen Poltergeist? <laughs> there is a cartoon that someone put out years ago where someone tells the truth to a clown. Like, mm -hmm. parents find you annoying and children are afraid of you. It's like, oh no. Yeah, that's, 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 that's true. So <laughs> you had Kevin Nash, basketball player, Undertaker, basketball player. He had Big Show, basketball player, all mm -hmm. super athletic, all wanted to go in and do like, we can bounce around. We can do like Shawn Michaels type shit. And they're like, no, no, dude, you're a monster. You slow yeah. down. You, you fight like you're this indestructible wall. Yeah. We don't want athleticism from you because it looks weird. We want you to be a monster. You need to wrestle your, your type, but you have Doink who's a clown. Yeah. You, could, you have Papa Shango with a zillion gimmicks. None of them really having anything to do really with voodoo. He's like putting on firework shows. Mm. Doink should be a gimmick bag just sitting there and he just pulls out shit when the rest not looking. Yeah. Toy buzzers, rubber mallets, buckets. Mm -hmm. He's the most technical wrestler on yeah. the card. And they even say that. Like, the commentators are saying that. Like, you know, why didn't he even have to dress up like a clown? Because he's a good wrestler. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, Vince like, well, I'm a clown. Oh, yeah, that's great, Vince. So this is like the gimmick era. We could do all sorts of crazy gimmick shit with yeah. a clown. It's like, oh. He wrestles. <laughs> like, okay. everybody wrestles. That's why it's weird. Exactly. We don't get it. <laughs> I don't get it. Like, I, I don't get it. Yeah. Like, he should have all kinds of stuff going on. Like, you know, he should be the one that, like, brings out, like, the fire hydrant and, or the fire extinguisher and just, you know, goes to town on everybody. He should leapfrog a guy with springs on his feet. Yeah. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. yeah. This gets my red tide of the night. Samson at 38 minutes, 58 seconds, dies a horrible death. Fatality. Like, <laughs> the match is actually over at that point. And Doink's like, you good? There is a German suplex where the guy lands squarely on his, his dome. The ref is just not really checking it out. He's just looking at them. He's like, ooh. I'm checking, it, I'm checking it out right now. Here it comes. Here it comes. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, that, that would hurt. Doink doesn't go after him. He lets Samson get up by himself, make sure he can get up. Yeah. But like he Oof. looks out of it at that point. Yes, he did. He did. He kind of rolled over. So Doink knew it was good to go to keep moving. I don't think he's selling anything. I think he's actually hurt after yeah. most of these drops. 
Yeah, it almost looked like Doik was going to give him another German suplex. He's like, no, I'll drop you forward this yeah, time. Yeah, we're going to do right, that again. <laughs> right on your ass, Chief. Don't worry about yeah. it. We got you. And look, I don't, I'm don't. i afraid to even move you around to pin you. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to put my dick in your head and you're going to give up. This is the weirdest like submission move I have ever seen. I actually had to look this up. I was like, what the hell is that? They call it a stump puller. Yeah, well, it may be if it's facing the other way. <laughs> like, I've never seen that submission move. And I was like, yeah, like I was trying to, I was, I was sitting and I know I'm old and I'm not flexible at all, but yeah, I can see how that can hurt. Yeah. Like if you pull your leg up that high. Yeah, I'd be like, I, get, I give up. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I wouldn't even have to go like that whole way. Like just pull it off the ground and I'd be like, I'm done. Thank you. How much detail went into Doink's costume? You see the buttons? His buttons have like these this angry face. Yeah. In the buttons. On the, on the jacket. Yeah, that's great costuming. That is good. I do appreciate that. We get back to Mooney in the uh, event center for the end of the show here. And we get a few more promos. We got Kamala mm-hmm. coming out with Slick, of course. And they're talking about, like, Slick's talking about how he remembers when Bam Bam was a good guy, and you, but he went astray. Mm-hmm. So Slick and Kamala are going to help him see the light again. Yeah, Bam Bam's like, nope. No. Bam Bam is the fire that you danced around in your hut. Yeah. <laughs> With his little pygmies. I'm like, yeah. oh, dude. It'd be like a Twitter nightmare in this day and age. <laughs> right. yeah, you can't You're do that. around the fire, slapping your belly, and they does yeah. the belly, which I thought was phenomenal. <laughs> I could watch Bam Bam Bigelow mock Kamala all day. That's pretty funny. Oh, uh, here we go. Cue the music. Oh, uh, it's coming. All right. Tatanka promo time. Help me out with the checks. Here they <laughs> okay. come. All right. Shawn Michaels, I remember 15 months ago when I was in my homeland with all my Native Americans. Bingo! <laughs> I remember a dream. I remember setting a goal, setting a destiny for Tatanka. I remember when to climb to the top of the World Wrestling Federation. Well, Shawn Michaels, my time has came. <laughs> and I will face you at WrestleMania in Las Vegas, Nevada, for the title of the Intercontinental Championship. Well, Shawn Michaels, not only will you feel the power of the great spirit, check, mm-hmm. you will feel the power of my little people, midgets, yeah. and all my little braves. There we go. And at WrestleMania, I will fulfill my destiny. You think he gets to Las Vegas, he's like, give me my goddamn land back. <laughs> I just thought, I was like, he went, he... I, he must have forgotten the word Braves. Yeah. So he went with little people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, he's going to come out with all these tiny little midget. Well, yeah, was there ever, <laughs> Indians. A, was there ever a little Tataka? We've had like, there there was in WrestleMania 3, there was like a little, not a little Tatanka, but there was like, remember the midget match? Yeah. Or little person match? Sorry for all you. Oh, yeah. shit. Yeah, no, we're going to be gonna be hit for that one. Sorry. Yes, by the six people that listen to us. Yeah, um, they, yeah there was like a, in WrestleMania 3, it was like a Hillbilly Jim and and two little people. And yes. then it was King Kong Bundy and two little people. One of them was an Indian. Ah, there you go. Indian gimmick. So, you know. Because you had like Little Vader, you had Mini Mankind. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Well, if you missed him, ladies and gentlemen, we get another Hulk promo. This, But this was the same one as last week. Yes. It was the same exact. This is more of a, this is a ad for WrestleMania 9, but it's all about Hulk. Yes. And that, that ends the episode. We start and end with Hulk Hogan. Of course we do. With him posing. Hogan must pose. Hogan must pose. Yes. Did you like the episode, fan? You know what? There was, this one wasn't too bad. It wasn't, it wasn't great. There wasn't too much. We had a little bit between, uh, you know, Luger and Perfect, which kind of pushed that story forward. But I was hoping for maybe a little bit more out of that. So there wasn't too much as far as pushing towards WrestleMania, but we had some good things to talk about this time. So I was, I was happy with that. Yes. I I thought they did a good job of putting in a a little bit more confrontation between the the parties involved, even if it was picture in picture, Mm -hmm. but yeah, having actually perfect and Luger, at least in the same room. Yeah. was kind of nice. Next week, we're going to have a Bret Hart music video. Yes. Well, because they did the music video for, for Hulk. And Vince is probably like, we should probably do something for Brett. They don't. <laughs> oh, no. No. Oh, no. As a matter of fact, there's people in this video that don't work for the company anymore. Oh, no. We have, uh, first, I don't remember them doing this before. And now they do it all the time. The championship signing. 
Yes, we will see a signing of the contract between Brett and Yoko. So I wonder if chicanery and chicoutery will be involved in that one, because with every signing these days, something happens. So I'm going for nothing. Like they just talk, they they just say how they're going to beat each other and they just sign the paper and then walk out of the ring. Yeah. And then someone backstage is like, "That, that was lame. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe if something happened, we we shall see what goes on there. When they mentioned that we're going to get the music video of Bret Hart, as well as the title match signing, I was like, so maybe they won't mention Hogan next week. But There's that's no not, way they that don't. Not possible. No way they that's don't. Not possible. Well, Savage ends this episode with our opening tag. If <laughs> he ends with us, it's WFA superstars. And I was like, wait a minute. That's, that's our, our shit. shit. That's our shit. <laughs> our shit. I mean, it gets real ridiculous when people trying to bite your style. You know what I'm saying? I was like, stop that, Savage. That's my thing. <laughs> you're talking about this 30 years ago. How could it be your shit? <laughs> yeah. So I believe next week will be the go-home show. No, because mm. WrestleMania is on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. So we'll be a one week away yeah. next Saturday. And then oh, one, oh, day then one more. One day away. Okay, so we have two more episodes before two more episodes before we have to suffer through WrestleMania 9. Yes. We should just do that. At, well, no, I was going to say, well, we could do it as, as two episodes, like just a live, just like watching it. And just eat popcorn the entire time into the microphone. Because <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. just say, this is boring. <laughs> yeah. It'd just be eight minutes of intervals of dead air followed yeah. by, that sucked. Who's coming out now? Oh, we got Backlund and Razor. Yeah. And eight minutes of dead space. <laughs> well, that sucked. That sucked. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I don't anticipate that being a great episode for the- What the hey. fuck is Hogan doing out here? <laughs> That's going to be the best part right there. But- you know, God we're, damn it. we're not a pay-per-view podcast. We're, we're Saturday morning superstars. Saturday podcast. morning superstars. That is our forte. That's right. So Sayonara mm-hmm. Undertaker. And Shawn Michaels has left the building. 